This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. The Bible is a Catholic book. Don't take my word for it, though. Take it from one of the best apologists for the faith there is, Jimmy Aiken. Jimmy argues, saying that we should embrace sacred scripture, not just as the revealed written word of God, but as a thoroughly Catholic work, intimately connected with the church from the earliest centuries. And he articulates it further in our conversation here. He really needs no introduction, folks. Let's just get right into it. Here is my conversation with Catholic author and apologist, Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, how's it going? Doing just fine. The Bible is a Catholic book. When, when, this first, when I first saw this, I kid you not, I thought to myself, why is it 2019 and this book is being written? Uh, I, I just feel for, for so long... Uh, we as Catholics have needed a book like this um, because in, in a lot of the world, many Protestants, they call themselves the Bible Christians. But in, the, in, in this book, you make the case that the Bible really is a Catholic book. Yeah, well, the reason it was written and released in 2019 is because I need a new dematerialization circuit for my TARDIS. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you're giving it away practically. My goodness, they can get it for $3 in bulk, huh? Yeah, how about that? We really wanted to make it accessible to people, so it's a very easy read. I avoided fancy terminology, wanted to make it very simple for anybody to read and get the amazing story of how God gave the Bible to us and the crucial role that the Catholic Church played in that process. We wanted to make it so that people could easily give it to their friends. So if you get a case of 20, you get them for just three bucks each, which is an awesome price. You can uh, use them as Christmas presents. You can keep them on hand to give to -to door-to-door missionaries. You can put them in your parish vestibule. You can start a book study group with it. All kinds of uses for it, and it's available at just $3 each in bulk. In my interviews, I try not to ask such obvious questions, but I'm just going to anyway. Why is the Bible a Catholic book? Because it was handed down to us, and in part written by the original leaders of the Catholic Church, that is to say the apostles and their associates, and the Catholic Church is the institution that preserved it down through the centuries prior to the invention of the printing press, when every letter of every word on every page had to be hand-copied by a scribe. That was an enormous labor of love and an enormous investment of time, and It was the Catholic Church that God used to identify for us which books actually belong in the Bible and which don't. And there, in the early centuries, there was some debate about that, and it was the Catholic Church that settled that debate. It seems that in making, uh, in writing this book and making the argument that you're making that the Bible is a Catholic book, you're also making an argument for the teaching authority of the Catholic Church. Yes, very much so. Uh, I come originally from a Protestant background, and back in the day, I and, uh, you know, others in the Protestant community that I was part of would identify the Word of God in a kind of reductionistic way with just the Bible. So if I said, I'm going to study the Word of God now, I would mean I'm going to go study the Bible. But actually, if you read the Bible carefully, 
while the Bible is the Word of God, it's not all of the Word of God. And the Word of God is also passed down in apostolic tradition. And even more fundamentally, though, right back to the beginning of creation, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus Christ himself is the original, uncreated Word of God, and its expression in human words, uh, whether as oral tradition or written in Scripture, those are just reflections of the primordial Word of God, which is Jesus Christ himself. I feel like, you know, with, with so many different um, Bible studies out there and, and helping so many different Catholics and parishes, at least that I'm, I'm able to visit and see, there's a real hunger for Catholics now to really understand and dive deep into sacred scripture. And I think maybe before, um, I don't know if you can speak to this, uh, but I, I think there were I think there were people that were Catholics that were afraid, you know, they, they, just, they didn't know what to do with it. Well, we do, you know, the Church wants to make sure that we have a basic knowledge of Scripture, and so it reads Scripture to us every time we go to Mass, but a lot of people stop there. They they hear these readings, they, they you know, so they've heard of the prophet Isaiah, but mm-hmm. they don't really know anything about him, when he lived, why he was writing, what he was writing about, and so that's why I wanted to write this book, was to give people the big picture, the story of how it all fits together, how God gave us his word in stages, and the amazing history that is part of that. You know, people are wired for stories, and, uh, you know, it, it, and it, it's really fascinating when you dig into it and learn the story of God's word. What's the best argument against the Bible being a Catholic book? There aren't any. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, when you when you come across when you study and you research and everything like this, what what maybe is the most popular uh, pushback that you get on it? Among our Protestant friends, you'll have this idea that we need to do our theology, we need to form our doctrine by Scripture alone. There's even a special phrase for that in Latin that they use, though. That's the doctrine of sola scriptura. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that's, that's used to, at times, kind of beat up on Catholics mm-hmm. and say, oh, you're, where is this Catholic thing in the Bible? It's not there, uh, so you should be doing your theology by Scripture alone. And the problem is that argument doesn't really hold a lot of water um, because if you, if you, I mean, just kind of looking at it, take a step back, look at it from a broader perspective. When Jesus Christ brought us all of the new revelation he, he, he came with to deliver to mankind, he didn't write a book. And he didn't tell the apostles to start writing books. And it was actually years afterwards before the first book of the New Testament was written, and it was decades before the last book of the New Testament was written. And in all that time, God's Word from Jesus Christ, all that new revelation, was being passed down in oral form, but it was authoritative for the faith of Christians. And so we find uh, people in the apostolic age, like St. Paul, commanding Christians to adhere to the traditions that were being delivered to them, whether they were oral or not. And that's the pattern that was in use in the apostolic age. It wasn't Scripture alone. It was Scripture plus tradition. And there was a role for the magisterium, because sometimes Scripture and tradition weren't entirely clear. Like, could you baptize Gentiles without circumcising them first and making them Jews? And it took the first church council to settle that. Uh, That was the Holy Spirit himself 
summoned that council through Revelation, and St. Paul says, and it was through a church council, through an act of the teaching authority of the church or the magisterium that the Holy Spirit guided to settle that question. And so in the apostolic age, the, the pattern that was used for figuring out Christian doctrine was Scripture plus tradition, both being the Word of God, then as interpreted by the magisterium or the teaching authority that Christ gave the church. So Catholics today still use that scripture, tradition, magisterium paradigm, and we find no indication in the New Testament that that was ever to change. We never find a passage that says something like, oh, after us apostles have died, uh, everything we said orally loses its authority, so you can forget about that. Mm. Or we never find them saying, oh, we agreed to write down everything, so everything you need to know is guaranteed to be written down by the time the last one of us dies. We never find that. Instead, we find, if you look at Second Timothy, uh, St. Paul arranging for the passing down of apostolic tradition in the post-apostolic age, because he knows he's about to die. Peter's already dead at this point, so is uh, James the Just. The other apostles are dying. Paul now, now knows he's going to die. And he tells Timothy, take what you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. So notice, heard from me in the presence of witnesses, not what I wrote. Hmm. Take what you heard, so take this oral tradition, and teach it to other men who are faithful who will be able to teach others also. So here he's naming the first four generations of apostolic succession, his own generation, Timothy's generation, the one after that, and the one after that, and he's arranging for the apostolic tradition to be passed down in the post-apostolic age. So clearly he's not expecting people to adopt sola scriptura as the principle by which they're going to form their doctrine. The New Testament itself envisions this scripture and tradition model going forward into the future. You've been with Catholic Answers how long? Uh, 26 years now. I, I have to think you have answered every question possible in 26 years. Maybe not. I mean, I'm speaking a little oh, bit cuff, but People are always coming up with new questions. Really? I mean, I, I got to think this might be the easiest book you ever wrote, was it? In a lot of ways, yeah. This is a subject that I've been fascinated by for, for decades. It was part of what led me to convert to the Catholic Church, because I realized I needed the Church to tell me what belongs in the Bible to begin with. Uh, Sola Scriptura doesn't let you get there. And so um, I realized I needed the Church for that, and I said, well, then that has consequences. If I have to listen to the Church on this issue, I have to listen to the Church on other issues, too. And so I've been a student of this subject all this time, and it's, you know, I used to actually be a detective, hmm. I mean, for money. And I love detective stories. I love piecing together the clues that show the links in the story of God's Word. I love figuring out things like, ooh, when exactly were the Gospels written? Can we find out? Sure. And, uh, and it's just a fascinating detective story. And so, uh, so, yeah, this was an easy one for me to write. And of course, you've forgotten more about Catholicism than most of us will ever come to know. Jimmy Aiken, the Bible is a Catholic book is what it's called. You can go to Catholic.com and uh, you can find it there. Again, friends, $3 in bulk. Is there a limit 
No, you can buy as many as you want. You can also get single copies, of course, and you can also get it at Amazon.com where it's available in paperback, in Kindle, so you can read it on your Kindle device, and it's available as an audible audiobook that I recorded. Nice. And so you could get that and just say, Alexa, read me The Bible is a Catholic Book. I'm going to actually do that when I get off here today. Uh, the Bible is a Catholic Book. Jimmy, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you for all you continue to do for us and the church. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. So there you have it, friends. That might be another one of those podcasts you listen to a few more times. I know many that will argue against us as Catholics when it comes to the Bible, but as Jimmy clearly articulates and writes in his book, the Bible cannot exist apart from the church. Friends, get this book as soon as you can. Big thanks to Jimmy Aiken, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I am John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.